0: ...and one small polar ice cap, the entire planet was covered with water. There was no real shortage of land. You could wade across some of the Trident's several seas. Our firm had been hired to survey and plan a little mountain raising because the Sector Council found... We interrupt this episode of X-Minus-One for a special report... Sam's bored. Okay, I'm not really bored, but I felt like I needed to uh, uh, celebrate, or at least pretend to celebrate, something this year. Do something different, something out of the ordinary. So I do a thing that very, very shortly I will never be able to do again, which is interrupt the operation of a radio station practically on a whim. This is Ask an Atheist with Sam Mulvey. I'm Sam Mulvey, and you're not. Our phone number is 844-SKEPTIC, 844-753-7842. That is our toll-free voicemail nationwide. You're looking at me funny. Did I get the phone
1: number wrong? No, you just haven't introduced me yet.
0: Oh, okay. Why are you looking... Are you so... Like, have you... You, you do the daily briefing every day. You're on the microphone way more often than I am. And here you are chomping at the bit that I haven't introduced you after being on the air for uh, 70 seconds, according to the National Institute of Standards and Technology clock I have on the wall, counting down the last 30 minutes of, uh, of 2020, a year uh not my worst year ever but uh, a pretty bad year and you'll notice that i'm really really stretching out actually uh introducing you because i want to see how long i can torture you now that you've pointed out the fact <laughs> that i haven't introduced you is a problem for you so
1: i am just champing at the bit just waiting for my cue yeah impatiently just like i am waiting impatiently you're
0: never gonna get it you're or gonna, the clock you know, to
1: turn over yeah
0: you're never gonna you're you're not getting an introduction i'm sorry.
1: I got you, Sam. It's all right.
0: Maybe, uh, maybe introduce yourself.
1: <laughs> well, I am Becky, <laughs> as I am often heard on K T Q A with the daily briefing, and well, often on Ask an Atheist with Sam Mulvey. Yeah, I've mentioned
0: during the daily briefing that I've got this other show. This is it. Uh, it's been kind of on a, on a on a pause for 2020 because, well, a lot of things have been going on. Uh, not only, you know, around the world, but personally and and just operating the show and the station and everything else while under quarantine um, just seemed like too big of a job. So we decided that this is the thing we would put on ice for most of the year, which we did. We tried after a while. We tried to do monthly, but I don't think we did November.
1: I think we released one in November, but it had been recorded in October, and I was pleased to do that. And, oh, okay. Uh, we're getting December in just under the wire, aren't we now? Yeah,
0: I did promise an episode on, tw- on Twitter uh, before the new year, and this is about as technically true. Li- like, this is the only way I can still be uh, accurate. True to your word. True to my word, yeah.
1: Now, Sam, you did say that there's very little to celebrate. You thought you should celebrate something. I think that there are a lot of accomplishments to celebrate despite all of the grossness of 2020, all of the unexpected stuff, all of the, well, expected and accepted stuff.
0: This is the phase of the show I'm calling It's a Christmas Pandemic, Rebecca Friedman. I- and I'm gonna come out and play a really tiny piano while Becky. Uh, I wish I had piano music queued up, but I didn't know you were doing this. So what? What? I
1: didn't you- know I was gonna do it either until you said there was nothing to celebrate. Um.
0: Yeah, I'm standing. I, I was gonna say I was about to do a well, but nope, nope. I'm standing by. I am standing right next to that one, like it's a new car. Fair enough. All right. What's up?
1: Well, I I was just very excited that KTQA secured its actual broadcast studio this year there's a location it's right in the heart of the community that we are broadcasting to and want to serve it's accessible via the forthcoming light rail extension it's yeah yeah.
0: to me the the celebration point the inflection point of the studio uh the part where where i would kick back and celebrate happens in 2021 and that's the opening of the studio and the availability of the studio to people who are not me
1: I think that you are wise in keeping that on the horizon. And yeah. That, that is the true celebration. The
0: celebration of that is still ahead of me, not behind me. So, uh, so yeah, I, I haven't, um, I, I'm not considering that as part of my 2020 uh, high points.
1: Again, very fair. Of
0: which there are very few. So. So now that I've, now that I've knocked that one out of the sky, uh, what's, what's the next one?
1: Well, uh, I suppose uh, since I no longer was working physically in a uh, biohazard lab, a.k.a. a public school with 2,000 people moving in and out of it daily, mm-hmm. uh, didn't bring home basically any sicknesses in terms of like viruses and stuff.
0: Like yeah, that. I was also going to say because of that, I've been much healthier this year, but.
1: Okay, there's an asterisk on that there's
0: one. There's a the, yeah. <laughs> there's an asterisk in my brain that I have to have removed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So what else?
1: Mm, got to spend a lot of time with our pets, who bring us great joy.
0: Oh yeah, uh, the, the, our pets love you. They think you're great. Right. They um, they tolerate me.
1: All right, <laughs> I'm really reaching here, Sam. Um, let's see. Uh, I guess politics went a little bit the way that we wanted. Okay. Eventually. Maybe. Maybe. We'll Rema- see.
0: Remains to be seen. Again, the celebration of that happens in 2021. All
1: right, Sam, you are completely correct. There is very little to celebrate through 2020, but we're here and we're at the end of yeah. it. Yeah.
0: 2020, this, uh, the year that definitely existed. That's. Uh, I like that. That's how I'm thinking of it.
1: Excellent tagline.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I, it seems like it's going on forever because we're still in the midst of it. And frankly, if we're still having to stay away from each other and, and whatnot, it's it's not going to feel like it's over just because it's January again. This is like, you know, it's it's like the Jewish calendar. This is just January 2.
1: Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. it's
0: it, We're just tacking You really on. like
1: that one once I told you that we don't have leap years uh, in... Or leap days and and leap years and adding an extra day every five years so every
0: few I am so into metrology I only faked that I didn't know that in order to make you happy
1: oh so I could think that I was impressing you with something
0: yeah I already uh. knew that 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 you had an uh that that there is an intercalary month in the um in the Dharma, in the Jewish demarcation of the year so
1: you do bring up a good point that calendrical systems are wide and varied, and I I pause and hesitate at giving a near spiritual significance to just a calendar day in our current counting system turning over to the new one. Uh, I did see someone post uh, to social media, happy March 306th. Um, and <laughs> kind of feels like until we. Well, get- I, I
0: wonder what the uh, eternal uh, Septemberists, how the hell they're counting 2020. It, uh,
1: good question. Yeah.
0: Uh, eternal September being uh, some, I guess, deep Internet lore at this point because nobody remembers Usenet. But uh, yeah, there's that.
1: I was quite tickled to get a New Year's greeting uh, last night at 12.01, <laughs> our time, from a longtime friend of the show and world traveler at this point, Robert Ray, since he is at McMurdo Base in Antarctica. And uh, he kind of feels like he's, you know, greeting us from the future. He always gives us birthday greetings a day in advance. And yeah. Yeah down there it's you know head and say okay all right any any wisdom from the future and half of us are saying no no spoilers no spoilers can't bear any bad news yeah (laughs) so
0: well uh you know this continues to be season 39 um so as far as uh, i'm going to make the announcement um this year that that i have kept the i i have put um i have put ask an atheist in in a cryogenic fugue with only occasional wake-ups now and again to say hello and make sure that the world continues to exist. So, as far as Ask an Atheist is concerned, 2020 didn't happen. And 2021, presuming it goes the way people are predicting, will be the 10th year of Ask an Atheist.
1: Okay, that will definitely be a cause for celebration. Yeah. A decade of a show is quite the accomplishment.
0: I think so. Uh, I, I think we've done 10 years of good work.
1: So, maybe we should
0: talk about stuff that uh, that the show is technically about, rather than just us, which sure. is... Sure. Yeah. Um, although, I'm going to be anecdotal for a while. It, it occurred to me... Um, it is 11.40 p.m., 20 minutes, until this year finally gets shown the door. Um, it occurred to me that I've never actually met a flat earther.
1: You were mentioning that yesterday.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh, that... Um, you know, we we talk about flat earthers a lot on the show, and they're they're a perennial subject of humor by uh, by people as diverse as uh, John Oliver and Twitter, because Twitter's a person. I don't know, but it's it's like
1: <laughs> I, I feel In the U.S. corporations are people, Sam.
0: So. Right? Okay, that's true. Um, I, I feel like it, it's not the best look of humanity, but. Uh, I feel like humanity always needs some sort of social heat sink, like a group of people for whom it is always safe to, 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 to complain about un unimpeded that people seem to need that. Do you know what I mean?
1: I'm, I'm, I think I'm on the same lines as you. Yeah. It, and the flat earthers really hits that spot for us. The,
0: you know, uh, Americans and their, and their institutionalized racism, uh, British Uh, But but for the Internet, it is flat earthers. It helps that they're stupid.
1: (laughs) I mean, are they stupid or are they are they are they blisteringly gene ingenious for convincing others of this?
0: You know, no. (laughs) Are you are you really that smart for being the hook into some basic human psychology? Uh, that distrusts um, that dis- that wants to distrust certain things in order to feel like you've got an edge on reality
1: quite fair quite fair so I mean, once comes like, this this uh, this place of of wanting to meet a flat earther or did you you didn't say you never wanted to meet you just had marveled that you had never oh, met a flat earther
0: there's a conversation i have on tap that i've always wanted to have with a flat earther uh, i'm not going to divulge it here because i want to see how it plays out when it actually happens um, but I've always had, like, some questions and whatnot, I've always wanted to ask someone who fervently believes and promotes the idea that uh, that things that I can scientific, that have to be scientifically true in order for me to do what I do, um, isn't, basically.
1: So, radio's a lie, basically. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, satellite
0: communications is something that I actively worked in, both professionally and, and as a hobby. Um, you know, only from ground stations, unfortunately, but, uh, but like I have to take into account things like relativity in the orbit of the earth and, and Doppler effect and stuff and gravity and stuff that makes sense, uh, only if the earth is, you know, spheroid. Um, and, and so I'm either duped or in on the conspiracy. So, uh, I, you know, I've always, there's a conversation I've always wanted to have, but I feel like if I have it on the air with you... Uh somebody's gonna hear it, I'm gonna lose that opportunity to see a genuine reaction.
1: Also, so, it might suggest that I am a flat earther, of which I fervently am not.
0: <laughs> no, you know, you're not a flat earther. Um but uh yeah. And and it occurred to me like so So I started watching some videos and I realized just how not smart they were because they locked themselves into a very, like, into a default, an unthinkingly locked themselves into a default position that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, for example, you know, the map they use because they don't have a map of their own is a, what is it, an azimuthal projection over the North Pole? And it's the North Pole that's always the center of their map, um
1: same one you might see in the un sort of background right
0: like this is the flat earth this is what it's like and and antarctica and and the reason that has to be you know they 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 believe this is because they describe antarctica and the south like they say the south pole doesn't exist and uh, that antarctica is just an ice wall that marks the borders uh of the uh, uh of of the world you know and then it's turtles all the way down but wouldn't it have made more sense? Now, if you were designing this theory, uh, I shouldn't say theory because I mean it in the colloquial English sense and not in the scientific sense. If you were designing this... this cons- Wacky model. This model. And the model doesn't even make sense because that's also a scientific term. True. This collection of beliefs. Um, there you go. This mimetic virus. Uh, if, if you were designing it to make more sense wouldn't it make more sense to make the South Pole the center of the world?
1: Well, especially since we are having increasing summer seasons in the Northern Hemisphere where there is no more sea ice, where we have complete sea ice melt. So it's... Just- well, yeah,
0: you, you know, instead of, yeah, of positing an ice wall, you can just posit an infinite ocean. Um, but also, most people live in the Northern Hemisphere. 90% of the human population live in the, in the Northern Hemisphere because of the distribution of land. The distribution of, of, of land in, in, you know, the spherical and correct model of the Earth um, places, you know, most of the land mass, the land hemisphere, if you will, in, you know, more northerly than more southerly. So wouldn't it make more sense because there are more places that are important to humanity in uh if if that was the air the 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 part that contained more area in a flat earth
1: all right all right i'm seeing like
0: this is why they're not smart this is why you said well do you do you like do you you think that they're smart enough to con people Uh, no no because like they 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 put themselves in a very um in in an unfortunate position where it's even harder to prove their bad ideas they're dumb, stupid ideas. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so like, so I thought, well, yeah, why did they do this? Like, There are better implementations of, of, of Flat Earth that would be slightly easier to defend, and they don't opt for that. Why did they pick the North Pole as the center? Why didn't they pick London as the center, or Hoboken, or Jerusalem, or Tokyo, or whatever? Why was it specifically the North Pole? Well, that's because we're, we're magnets point. But where magnets point, that's arbitrary. They just as easily point south. If you just put the arrow bit on the south pole uh, yeah, that, of a that's magnet,
1: a That's a matter of which which side you paint.
0: Right, yeah. They <laughs> So, like, it's tells like that that aren't... Like, it's not the scientific tells that tell me this is more of an engineered theory. It's stuff like it's tells like that. It's the fact that biases creep into this theory all over the place. Again, theory colloquially... Um, that, uh, you know, that, that kind of give me the sense that this is an actively engineered scam. And i like, if this is an actively engineered scam, why didn't you pick the easier to defend position? <laughs> because you're dumb. That's why. Okay. So that's, that, that's, that was my, um, that was my, my revelation in the small R sense this, uh, this morning. And now that I've publicly said, hey, it makes more sense if the South Pole uh, is uh, is the center of the world, I bet in a few years' time we'll see that implemented. Somebody will hear that go, oh, that's a good idea. How can I make some money out of that?
1: Interesting. Do you consider flat earth belief, since you did say it's not a theory, it's not even a model, it's a collection of beliefs that people are either duped into believing or have fun with making money or having some sense of control or whatever— do you think it qualifies as a religion, or is that just
0: splitting given hairs? the propensity of supernatural stuff uh, that cohabitate with with flat earthers? It is. Um, it is ver- I think it's very much a religious belief. Now we've got this modern flat earther conspiracy conspiracy nonsense, um, but for a long time. Most flat earthers were because the Bible says the world is flat, so it was explicitly religious because the Bible calls the earth a firmament. Firmament and firmaments don't ferment They're firm. They're they're firm. They firm. <laughs> they ferment is what they do. So,
1: so it may have started out as a offshoot of a biblical religious belief, but. Uh, I guess it, I one, don't even know if it bears saying, or if it goes without saying, that the majority of people who have some kind of biblical religion understand and accept a round-ish Earth. Well, yeah, because even those that think it's only six thousand years old. Yeah,
0: because that that because that for some reason that's okay, but everything else isn't. Don't I don't understand it.
1: Um, Nor do I.
0: But one might say that it is eleven fifty p.m. Pacific time. Uh, it is. We are in the last ten minutes of this bad year. Um, but one might say that the the conspiracy that requires keeping the flat Earth a secret requires a conspiracy of such omnipotence and omniscience that it equates itself basically unto a god.
1: That's amazing. That means that all of us who are upholding the conspiracy of a spherical and spheroid Earth are god.
0: No, we're... Angels? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was basically where uh That was that was my my skepticism related thinking in the last few days while I was working on KTQA. I Interesting
1: musings. So there's lots of these different, like, weird conspiracies that have come out this year that I feel like since starting Ask an Atheist, like um, I don't know, a decade ago, have been very I don't know. It's been, it's changed over the course of the decade that we've been doing a show dedicated to atheism and humanism and skepticism and separation of church and state. And the separation of church and state, which we've always hewed to as an ideal for our pluralistic and secular nation, um, I think is like, is, is there's, there's two different things. There's the separation of church and state, desire and ideal. And then there's this like separation of, uh, Policy and way off the wall conspiracy thinking, which I think going forward would be a really neat thing for secularists to to adopt to say, hey, we can we can get beyond just advocating for the separation of church and state, meaning like we don't want to have governmental policies that uh, that hew to religious edicts um, because we're a secular nation. But can we push for a greater ideal that says we don't want to have wacko, unfounded, unscientifically based conspiracy theories uh, influencing our governmental policies? And I think that that would kind of be the neat next stage of advocacy from those who um, who come from a, a scientific skepticism and uh, secular humanism camp.
0: I am skeptical of of our ability to implement such a thing at this late uh, date. I,
1: I am too. I'm talking about ideals. I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> pie in the sky, hopes and wishes.
0: I'm uh, reasonably certain I'm not a big fan of pie in the sky. Uh, let me look at the at the name of the the ship that I'm on here. On, hang on a second. Yeah, still asking atheist. Yeah, pretty sure I'm not a fan of. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'll
1: come back to Earth and be a little bit more grounded now (laughs) in my thinking.
0: Well, we can do some news. I mean, that's normally what we do. The COVID-doubting manager for an Oakland, California social hall who defied orders to close died earlier this month of unrelated causes. David Ortel ran the Bay Area-based Humanist Hall and its associated organization, the Fellowship for Humanity, which ostensibly advocated for a commitment to humanitarian, communitarian, and environmentalist values. The Fellowship's unique view on science championed reason, logic, observation, experimentation, and proof, but also advocated gently putting scientific materialism, which is incumbent with its incumbent reductionism, behind us. Social media postings from the organization touted anti vax conspiracies and articles from known anti Semite and conspiracist David Icke. Ortel's organization had faced a November injection to shut down in order to prevent community transmission of coronavirus, which Ortel asserted, contrary to evidence, was no riskier than a common flu. The event space was promoted to explicitly to progressive, radical, and left-wing organizations, along with oppressed minority communities.
1: All right, so I included this one because there's a few things here. It's called Humanist Hall, so naturally it caught my eye. I'm a secular humanist. I um, subscribe to many, if not most, of the ideals of secular humanism. Mm-hmm. But sometimes just because it's called a duck, you got to dig a little deeper to see if it quacks like a duck and walks like a duck and is a duck.
0: <laughs> well, this is a, this is a thing I talk about a lot when, when I'm walking around, not so much when I'm on the air, which is, I'm keeping my eye on it, um, which is not all humanism is secular humanism. hmm So.
1: So it's it's very interesting to sort of be, I can imagine if you were a, a wanderer and a seeker of something and you were not quite keen on religious beliefs and you say, hey, look, it's looking at environmental stewardship, looking at um, reaching out and serving uh, oppressed minorities. Um, You might align yourself with with radical and progressive values. You might say, hey, it has humanism in the name. Humanist Hall. This could be really cool. Dig a little bit deeper. When the leader of your organization is saying, nope, uh, COVID is a conspiracy. Nope. The One World Order is uh, trying to genocide us all. By the way, I'm also a voluntary human extinctionist. Uh, Who's that? This guy? Uh, There's a confluence of those things, yes. Okay. Um,
0: Could you perhaps make that? That's a pretty big claim that that someone believes that the world that the government is trying to kill us all, but is also a voluntary human extinctionist. That's a fun claim. Back that up, please.
1: All right. So in the various um, linked websites for Humanist Hall and the Fellowship for Humanity, which also calls itself a humanist church. Um, They have lots of talks and posit whether the Earth is better off with humans in it or without humans, looking at the uh, mass destruction, environmental destruction and change that human activity has um, has caused. And with some of the discussions focusing on voluntary extinctionism, um, uh, uh, being childless by choice and not um, not, you know, continuing to procreate. And then uh, you also have social media postings that posit that perhaps a COVID vaccine is meant to extinguish all of humanity via genocide of some sort. Those are the kinds of things that you, you know, see when you look at this particular organization that has humanist in its name and humanism in its name. And it makes you think, "Hmm, maybe there's not so much of a coherence in your uh, community. Uh, Does that? Uh, further explain these two dichotomous... <laughs> yeah, and- I
0: was wondering why. Th- not, this isn't me editorializing uh, or or complaining at you, but I was wondering why we were talking about this because I saw it. I'm like, oh, he died of COVID. No, he didn't die of COVID. He died of unrelated causes.
1: Well, like, unrevealed causes. Unre- we don't know whether causes. he died of COVID or not. Ah, okay. And um, the other thing. Are I-
0: you suggesting some sort of conspiracy to hide the fact that he died from COVID from us?
1: Uh, it- are
0: are are the are is the government pre- uh, preventing us from knowing the true cause of? no 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 no
1: sam something tells me that perhaps not <laughs> okay perhaps this particular individual succumbed to something
0: the, the nefarious
1: hipaa act <laughs> does it does not allow us to uh no. to to be um, privy to those details the other reason that i i brought it up is because this event space and organization is targeting oppressed minority communities and we just know that 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 non-white individuals, that um, immigrant communities have been really disproportionately hit by COVID-19 due to so many socioeconomic factors and just, just I don't know, living at a time when you can say COVID isn't real and and be so denialist in the face of, of evidence when we have people in our midst that have suffered so tremendously um, due to, to this disease and um, as, as just a result of so many social factors that have built up over time, um, to me, says this is not a humanitarian um, perspective or course of action or behavior. So I'm glad the hall is closed and Californians, please stay safe. Well, I
0: would like the, the hall to reopen under better management because we can't afford, we don't have a lot of places.
1: Yeah, if there's and- a place to serve the community, that's awesome. But for right now, stay closed, stay safe and distant.
0: Yeah, well, I I haven't wanted to talk too much about COVID conspiracy theorists on the show because I kind of wanted I wanted it all to be able to to be behind us and have us talk about it in in sort of a retrospective format rather than a it's happening now thing, because there's very little we can do about it from here other than what we've been doing, which is it's a real virus that, you know. All the stuff that we've been doing, like honestly, I thought um, our work to, to to promote the importance of science was better served by the Daily Briefing in 2020. And um, and well, it's there's there's less than a minute left in this year. Do you want to do a countdown? I mean. I mean, the clock is right there. It's, it, it's,
1: it is. We've got uh, about 23 seconds. I will say that our friend of the show and dear friend of ours, Paul, out at Mount Rainier, has wished us a happy new year. And nice. I convey our greatest, happy, best, warmest wishes to both Paul and our l- listeners. We've got seven seconds. Five, Five four, four, three, three two,
0: two, one.
1: one. <gasps> Well wow, that sigh was we didn't co- unplanned. We
0: didn't coordinate that at all. <laughs> Yikes. It's almost like we're married or something.
1: Uh, perhaps. Yeah. I'm hearing the bangs and booms. I think all of our neighbors uh would like to announce the fact that it is now 2021 in Tacoma, Washington. I wanted
0: I wanted to like twenty twenty with it being my forty second birthday and with all the nice round curves in the numeral twenty in the numerals of twenty twenty. But all in all, you are kind of garbage. Goodbye and good riddance. Like I, I didn't get on the 2016 was terrible train like quite as much as other people. I mean, yeah, presidency, yeah, David Bowie, but and Prince and uh, the list goes on. But uh, you know, there were there were there were good things in 2016. I'm struggling to remember them. But 2020, I mean, it's it forever changed how I how I think. I think 2020 finally might have killed the social butterfly in me. I have no more butterfly. Sing a sad song for me. Anyway, I always find it weird that... No, that's not the start I want. Honestly, I always wanted to have a conversation, and I was never quite sure how to do it, about people who are conspiracy theorists in the David Icke sense, and in this case, literally like the David Icke sense. Um, Like basically interfacing with minorities in the United States for whom a conspiracy is very much a real thing. Because what is institutionalized racism and things like redlining if it isn't a conspiracy?
1: That's a really excellent point. And I think that that's something that is coming to... Uh, we're we're coming to reckon with in in the US. Um I know that personally. I've can measure my own personal growth as someone who has participated in a public institution that mm-hmm. has upheld and been affected by and perpetuated systemic racism. I'm talking about the public education system. Right. Um and systemic inequities that go beyond racism as well and and being faced with, well, what what do we do to undo that? Recognizing the realities um, of actual conspiracies, but you got a good you got a good point. How does that interface with folks that have baseless conspiracies? Right, you know, conspiracy is not just false by virtue of the fact that someone calls it a conspiracy
0: because the number of the number of conspiracy theorists who say you know beta reticulins invading the earth and stealing our precious bodily fluids you know we, we must uh we must stockpile our 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 effluvia in order to starve out the beta reticulins you know that's the real conspiracy all this racism stuff that's just garbage there's nothing there like i hear that so frequently
1: where do you frequent that you hear that so frequently sam (laughs) what corners of the internet okay
0: i more I, i hear that frequently might be a bit overstating it a bit but i hear it i've heard it more than twice
1: which seems too frequent already
0: which is too frequent already um good point it seems more common than it really ought to be given how few real conspiracy theorists i i've i've really interfaced with um because, for some reason, and part of the reason i I collect propaganda and, I, and I've talked about this, like the reason I have all this propaganda, I'm surrounded by all this propaganda from other countries, from this country, from um you know from things like that, is because I can't get into their heads partly because you can't without a crowbar um and that's illegal, but also because they don't really want to talk to me about what I want to talk about like there's some of there's some part of me that wants to meet these people and say okay can we put the joke aside for a minute the joke being that i'm an atheist and a skeptic and whatnot and you're a conspiracy theorist and let's set that aside why are you doing what you're doing what do you get out of it and you it's not the kind of question that you're going to get a clear good faith answer on because one that's not a way people think a lot of the time um and two uh because they're not assuming they are not presuming good faith on my part um and in the case of flat earthers that is absolutely true um (laughs) but uh you know i'm
1: just waiting for a flat earther to call 844 skeptic and uh and say hey uh i've been listening to your show and i'm a flat earther and i want a show on your radio station (laughs) To to which we will say okay thank you yeah
0: (laughs) yeah well, I, I I don't know. Someday, I you know, and the, as much as I liked having conspiracy theorists call in in the early days of Ask an Atheist, um, what I was getting out of that wasn't the conversation that I really wanted to have over drinks with. Uh, um, you know, like why are you doing this? What value do you extract from this? What personal I you know. Okay, I get that it's true. There's a lot of true things out there that aren't believed by by people. Why are you settling on this one? What is what is your what do you gain? And that's not a conversation that I can ever really have. And collecting the output of these folks gives me a window into that. I've always described it as, uh, uh you know that that porn hub and whatnot and the internet distributes pornography for of, of the body and what i collect is pornography of the mind Ooh, like <laughs> what i collect is i i don't consider it a social good i i i consider it kind of a uh at best a null attribute of, of myself but potentially very negative um and so i've always been very sheepish about discussing it uh you know like most people would be very sheepish in discussing their their thirty year penthouse collection. In in, in with the same moral weight. Alright. So but it's such Now
1: a, I now I can see the connection. Now yeah. I can see the the uh what's it called? The analogy.
0: Yeah. Um and so, you know, that's that's part of the reason why I've been loath to talk about it or showcase it on Ask an Atheist, you know, like and I uh, I I talk about the hallway of madness, but uh or of weirdness, but I've never actually taken you, uh, as, as a as a group down the hallway and exhibited my collection to you. Um
1: interestingly enough, I don't think that there's much collection from this year as one might ordinarily expect. One would have
0: to go out to collect that stuff. And that's difficult to do under the under the circumstances.
1: All right, all Um, right.
0: Like, I know more freedom of movement is allowed right now, but I'm still basically acting like it's March, personally. I don't go out, I don't see anybody, I don't visit anybody, because the cases are higher now than they were in March. I'm more likely to meet an infected person now than I was in March. And so, for the most part, I do not see people. Uh, The only person I really see is my downstairs neighbor, Sharon, who I've been talking about on the show for years. Um, and, uh, And that's it and and she's busy at work because she does essential work uh in a very medical way and so i only see her for maybe 10 minutes a week and that's that's my output and you and i love you yeah
1: hi chopped liver here
0: (laughs) well okay uh,
1: (laughs) goes without saying
0: yes becky under these circumstances i love you
1: we are right sick of each other i
0: committed to a lifetime with you i'm still committed that to that lifetime with you I need to get away from you for a few days, and I have no idea how to do that. And as you point out, I'm glad to hear you acknowledge it, because you normally don't. Because you're like, oh, I love you, peace, hug me. Oh. And I'm like, what, you're not sick of me? I'm a word I can't say on the radio, because I forgot we weren't live. I forgot we were live for a moment. Um, Like, you have to be sick of me. You have to be. <sighs> and so while you've not said anything about it, I'm like, yeah, you're... You could use a break for me. That was part of the reason why, after uh, my most recent dental procedure, I basically demanded that you go up to to see Paul.
1: Right, and we were able to socially distance in the summertime when lots of things were outside, and mm-hmm. it was great being yeah. up in out in nature. And I think I may do that as a New Year's social distant solo walk or hike as well. Came up in Facebook memories that I went walking along through uh, the. Um, the Point Defiance trails a few years ago, and um, I don't care that it'll be 43 degrees and rainy and dreary. That's the the that's the way January is in the Pacific Northwest. So. Yeah.
0: so can I tell you about a conspiracy I really believe in? Please. I watch a lot of car YouTube commercials, or car YouTube channels. Sometimes they're commercials, but they're mostly just people talking about cars uh, a lot these days, because I realized if I wanted to avoid jerks, computers was the wrong choice. I really should have been with the gearheads because, on the whole, they seem to be nicer.
1: You are kind of a gearhead that works within computers, though. I mean, that problem solving and and fabricating and well, working on what, I'm never, big iron. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I I guess I was kind of among computer people. I'm I'm kind of a gearhead. Yeah. Uh, um
1: but you've likened your job much more to plumbing than to uh engineering and management
0: actually i think most of what uh it is is more plumbing than anything else i think it's more trade than uh than we would like to admit but because we manage systems we're managers and we're not allowed to unionize and stuff like that but really what i do or what i did and i got out of it because of how toxic it was um no joke i'd love to discuss it someday in a better venue um, uh, it's a trade. I mean, I spent, I learned it in, in a trade. Like most people, they go to school and get degrees in it because status, uh, I was a broke kid. So I learned it like a trade. Like I learned it on the job. I, I, uh, apprentice apprenticed. I apprenticed. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was paid fortunately, but you know, not very much.
1: Um, But I did derail you. You were talking about the uh, YouTube car channels. Yeah.
0: Oh, right. I'm pretty easy to derail. Uh, (laughs) um, Jaguar. The car. The British car maker. Yes. There's this constant fight and and Americans always feel self-conscious about how to pronounce it because the British are very received in their pronunciations if you'll if you'll take my meaning and i have decided that that you may have invented the language but it's outgrown you it's bigger than you you don't get me to tell me how to pronounce things so i have decided that i am putting my, my and it's a big conspiracy to make me you know to make us americans feel small and we don't like that because we're americans we're loud and huge um especially and so i've decided uh that that I have a, a canonical pronunciation of of the car maker Jaguar or Jaguar. Uh, the J is an uh uh-huh sound, as in uh, that's in Spanish, right? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Uh, the G is a glottal stop, and the R is pronounced like most English words and receive pronunciation. In other words, it's not
1: so non rotic
0: it, It's non rotic So the canonical pronunciation of the British car maker
1: is ah. Hot wah! Hot wah! All right, excellent. I'm, I'm adopt, No, I'm not at all adopting. I
0: acting. demand it's canonical. It is <laughs> the correct pronunciation. I demand that the world pronounce the car maker J A G U A R as hot wah.
1: Okay, so you say I'm well, gonna go take is... the hot
0: out for a drive.
1: <laughs> it sounds like a, a mispronunciation of hot rod.
0: Yeah, I guess it does, doesn't it?
1: See, there's even a marketing angle. All right. It works. Yeah. I do like the inclusion of the J as a ha because it hews to much more of the uh, South American and Mesoamerican um, etymology, the origin of the actual word, right? Mm-hmm. Which wasn't originated by the Englishman at all. It
0: like comes most from- English words, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fair. Like almost all of them. We have twice as many vocabulary words as any other language because, oh, it, we ate the other languages. But even the
0: 800 simple simple vocabulary of English, most of it didn't come from the aisle, if you will. <laughs> it, yeah. Precisely. The, yeah. the alphabet didn't come. Yeah, it's, you put seven operating systems in a blender, you press go, and out comes English.
1: Interesting way of thinking about it from that, uh, I guess, gearhead tech-oriented way.
0: Yeah. Nice callback.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, is a hot war in our future mm-hmm. or 2021?
0: Absolutely not. I like cars you can maintain.
1: Okay, good, because yeah. <laughs> this was going to catch me off guard here, Sam.
0: No, but a lot of people talk about them, and every time you talk, it's like uh, aluminum, which is aluminum. Um. Uh, I, I hate this constant debate, because nobody... Nobody goes aluminum. Oh, did you mean sodium? <laughs> Everybody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> Nobody's confused. We all I- intelligibility is 9 is 99.9 with a line over it percent. But we love fighting over whether it's aluminum or uh, aluminium and I don't I don't care. It's not like the metric versus uh the metric versus imperial debate where there's like actual benefits to using metric because all the math is easier. Um, however, you will pry Fahrenheit from my cold, dead hands. You know, that's, that's what I'll probably die in. But
1: how cold, Sam? 32 (laughs) degrees Fahrenheit?
0: Probably. I mean, because in the inevitable, uh, Metrics War, uh, which it's going to be called the Metrics War because Imperial's going to lose, that they will literally pry the inch wavelength, uh, laser gun out of, out of my zero, you know, zero degree hands. Because Metric will win. I'm joking, of course. Um no, I just I actually find Fahrenheit a little bit more expressive of weather. Um hmm. where 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 Celsius and Kelvin and all that are actually better for doing science. Yeah, like like one has a social benefit, the other has a literally everything else benefit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the the gradation, the literal degree, right? The grade yeah. between 1 1 degree centigrade is is like is perceptible, right? The difference between like 82 degrees and 83 degrees Fahrenheit is perceptible on our level, at least psychologically. Can I say, perhaps
0: the nerdiest thing uh, that I've ever said on this show, and that's saying something?
1: Ooh, go for it. Is
0: that one of my, my favorite calming down thought experiments is a way to, is trying to modify Celsius to have the same uh, resolution and social benefit of Fahrenheit. Like, what could I do to? celsius or kelvin to make the difference between you know to make the 60 65 difference actually make sense it's,
1: that's your calming down methods that's
0: one of my calming down methods
1: forget deep breathing bubble breathing counting sheep it's very solve a social problem that is highly complex and <laughs> based it's just, in psychosocial it's, perception there's no
0: like I am not doing, like, figuring out what zero is. I'm not doing the actual, like, scientific metrology uh, to figure out what the scale is. That's where the hard stuff is done. Like, figuring out a replacement for the kilogram and how difficult it was. Like, you want to see weird, hard stuff done for basically what feels like no reason. Research how they're replacing the kilogram. Because there is some super interesting stuff that went into that. Um, what I'm doing is basically just a story problem. I mean, there's,
1: there's nothing. Okay, so a meditative thought experiment. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense a little bit. You heard it here, the inner workings of the complex mind of Sam Mulvey. That's not that complex. It isn't, it isn't at all. It's, it's, like
0: <laughs> a, it's a very simple f- failing system, and failing systems often exhibit chaotic behavior. That's, that's what it is. Not much there.
1: Things to self. Am I a failing system?
0: <laughs> Sam Olvey comma failed state. Anyway, <laughs> the Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania transit system has settled to pay $275,000 in court fees eight years after it rejected a billboard that featured the word atheists in large bold print and listed the contact information for Northwest Pennsylvania Freethought Society and American atheists in small print. The agency initially started stated that the ad was controversial. When the word atheist was removed, leaving only the words free thought Society, the agency accepted the ad, despite newly created rules requiring the ads to be neutral on the existence or non-existence of a deity. A local judge sided with the agency in a lawsuit, but a 2019 appeal to the U.S. Third Circuit Appeals Court overturned that. That 275,000 fees are to cover attorney's fees and court costs for the atheist groups who sued.
1: I included this.
0: Bit of a blast from the past.
1: Exactly, it's a blast from the past. This has been going on since 2012 when... At the time, there were lots of. Um, 2009, really? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, when when we we look at like uh, lots of groups saying, "Hey, let's announce the fact that there are non believers and atheists and humanists and freethinkers, like, and we can gather and we can get together." And um, you know, we participated in organizations that had uh, public transit advertising as well, and. And billboards and things like that with inspiring quotes from uh, historical freethinkers. And this one was just the word atheists, period. Yeah. And a transit society, uh, a transit agency said, no, that's too controversial. It's going to raise public debate. It was literally testing is the existence of a human with a belief system too much? You see, that was.
0: What I wanted to do was stuff like that, where we had a um you know like like with signs of the capital, I just wanted you know happy holidays from Seattle atheists, mm-hmm. not the huge paragraph, which was well crafted and and very positive don't get me wrong, but it it wasn't quite the test I wanted, and uh
1: are people still getting angry over happy holiday wishes from an atheist someone who doesn't believe in a deity
0: i was even okay with merry christmas from seattle atheist because i don't care about the christmas holidays dichotomy um i hate the holidays i hate the holiday season and we haven't talked about that at all because for this year they just didn't exist uh for me at all
1: so 2020 the year that existed christmas Mm. 2020 the christmas that didn't exist
0: yeah like people would make up the joke about uh Um, you know, well, other podcasters and you about me being uh, would play up when I said I'm the general of the war on Christmas. Like the war on Christmas is real, and I am its leader. Yeah,
1: you're the least disinterested war general ever. Well, I I thought, yeah, would be sorry. Most most disinterested, least interested.
0: Well, I thought it would be good to have uh, a uniform with like medals and crap. Because if I'm a general, then you know, or generalissimo in this case. Um, so I thought, well, what are the color opposites of the Christmas colors? Like if red and green are the colors of Christmas, I would want the opposing colors on the color wheel to be, to be the colors for my uniform. That would make sense. Or at least the colors for the accoutrement of the uniform, not necessarily. I don't want to walk around in a big red suit. Um, and so I looked it up on a color wheel and it turns out that the opposite color of red is green and the opposite color of green is red. (laughs) <laughs> and so i decided to just go with it uh, that's <laughs> yeah it's uh my my costume is also red and green but opposite
1: <laughs> have you designed this has no. it been sketched out no
0: i have the visual design uh uh capabilities of a bag of uh, of a wet paper bag of snot and ramen like i have no i i can't design anything i am for someone who worked as a web developer I have zero design skill. I always worked with a graphic designer. And uh, um, when I was doing work professionally. Um, The finest, I think my finest visual work is the website for Ask an Atheist. And it's crap. Like, I mean, it's not very good. Um, So you know I, I, I so so no i haven't designed a thing
1: do we want to drop that that's atheist.radio if you want to go check out the website
0: yeah atheist.radio at this point if you're listening to this you probably already know that um but uh <laughs> yeah
1: i think that 2021 may require a new kind of uniform so i'm i'm inviting any listeners to design a uniform for sam about that make sure that it's the opposite of christmas colors
0: all right just just, uh, i want i want this noted yeah use the the opposing colors in the color wheel so don't use red and green use green and red um but i also want to point out that becky is asking for fan art
1: Yes, okay. absolutely. All yes, right. unabashedly. I'm also thinking about what would be the opposite of Hanukkah colors. and turns out it's Halloween colors. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite of blue and white would be black and orange. I, I, I,
0: nobody ever wanted to talk about it back in the day, but when somebody drew me as a puffin, it made my day.
1: Oh, I wanted to talk about it and shouted it from the rooftops. It was amazing. It was cute. I it was liked it. Absolutely adorable. Yeah.
0: Um, God, that was a long time ago. That was 2001. 12
1: 13 mm, maybe maybe 11 even
0: yeah was, we have
1: been doing the show for nearly a decade
0: yeah we're approaching a decade because 2020 doesn't count all right we're 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 excising it from we're we're burning it out of the history books like there was only one season throughout all of it we're still in se- we haven't hit season 40 yet which would indicate 10 years we haven't hit it yet this is still season 39 so
1: we're in cryogenic sleep
0: yeah like I'm getting the itch to get on the air and talk about stuff again cuz you know with the changing of a of a of a political administration uh people are getting all weird and god talky again and I'm like hey that's not what this is about you know this is just like this is you know stuff like I'll be honest with you for a long time I was a bit like like outside of being in this room I was fairly atheism phobic I just didn't want to talk about it And so I stopped watching videos and stuff like that. But the break has changed that. It's kind of refreshed me a little bit. And I feel like I could go on for a bit. So I think we will. But uh, do you have, I I think, I don't know. It's been close to an hour, maybe a little over an hour.
1: Yeah, I don't know that we're ready to go on any bit more for this episode of Ask an Atheist. We've got one in. For December of 2020, just under the wire. Yeah. And bridged it over into 2021.
0: But we'll also reflect on how Ask an Atheist has really changed over the last few years, where it's gone from, uh, you know, a very, you know, go go watch the earliest shows on YouTube. Or don't. Or don't. No, I mean, like, the work we did was crap, but there was some good work being done back in the day.
1: We were all very green to uh, media production.
0: Yeah. Um but it wasn't really my model it wasn't my image it was uh you know Casey and Mike and 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 Jeremy and I was just the sound guy and uh, well I wasn't just the sound guy I was definitely res- my opinions were definitely respected editorially do not get me wrong
1: you were the gearhead
0: but I was the gearhead yeah um and uh over the years it's kind of turned into exactly what I've wanted to do with radio which is talk about how I've developed the canonical pronunciation of jaguar and it's hawkball and <laughs> how I've never really had a conversation with a flat earther. And, you know, is that really about atheism? I don't know.
1: Hawkball New Year.
0: Hawkball New Year. And so at some point, uh, the animal's still a jaguar, by the way. Uh, this is only the pronunciation for the car. Can I, I want to make that clear? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, my, my, my radio presence is evolving. Um, I find myself wanting to do more basic talk stuff and, uh, and I also am way more interested at the moment. So allow me to, as my closing thought, uh, uh, market at you for a moment. I am not interested in being on the air as much as I was 10 years ago. I, I, I've been doing it for a decade Uh, I, I still love talking into a microphone. It's still one of my favorite things, but I don't need to do it as much. I I feel like every once in a while, just, you know, it's good for me. What's really getting me going and getting up in the morning right now is the idea of being able to put other people on the air. Um, I'm not building the next studio for me. I'm building it for everybody else where this, this studio was built for me. This studio was built to my specifications. It's why we have touch screens. It's why uh it's why we have electro voice microphones, although that's not changing. Um it's way overdone in soundproofing because it was built to my specifications. The next one isn't. It's built to a more general specifications, so to more general specifications so it can be used by humans, um, who are not me. And uh and that's what I'm focused on. So if you're listening to this uh, um, on KTQA, and you think you've got something to say, ktqa.org slash contact. Let us know. And uh, all this could be uh, available to you as well. Um, And if you would like to see what I am doing to make this all available to you, you can go to the YouTube channel, Waveform Orchard, where I am building out the next studio uh, in front of a camera for your comedy and entertainment
1: thank you sam it's been a pleasure
0: thank you becky this is ask an atheist our website is atheist.radio and i turned on the talkbacks or the air check circuit and not the music because it's been very it's been a very long time since i've behind been behind this board our website is atheist.radio our phone number is 844 753 7842, toll free nationwide. Our email address is questions at Our Twitter is askanatheistwa and it works again. We love you all desperately. Happy New Year.